Episode 40 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John. I'm Jeffrey. You can find us at Busting Balls Pod on Twitter. Email us, bustingballspod at gmail.com. And you're listening to us through either our new feed on Spotify, search Busting Balls Podcast, or on our home feed at SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash busting balls, or on the PWOM Podcasting Network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. Today's topic. The 2019-2020 Premier League final grades. The longest Premier League season ever is now over. And John and Jeffrey give our final grades for all 20 teams. John, what's happening, brother? We're still champions. What what more can we want? (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? I mean, we beat you in in, in the final busting balls derby of the the season. I think that means that we, we, uh, I think that means we're the champions now, right? Isn't that how that works? Well, if you want it, yeah, it's fine. Then, you know, we'll, we'll just sort of look down on everyone from our perch anyway, and you can fight among little baubles for yourself while we just keep that big cup with us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and speaking of teams that will be in the Champions League next year. I am not letting this go. <laughs> and speaking of teams that will be in the Champions League this coming season, Manchester City last week, they won their court of arbitration for sport appeal. So they are back in the Champions League. That oh, is their biggest season. <laughs> my God. Yeah, that is the biggest win, their biggest win of the season. Yep. Uh, John, okay. I'm, I'm going to offer this little question to you. This is now the third team out of three that have successfully overturned Champions League bans through financial fair play. What is the fucking point of UEFA? There isn't one because they are incapable of writing rules that properly govern the sport. Um, the court of arbitration in sport essentially is looking at the process if the punishment was fair. And they obviously came to the verdict that City did not disguise equity or disguise extra money being pumped in as equity. But that is based complete or um or out of date uefa wrote a five-year limit on that their own rules so all you need to do is just sort of hamstring an investigation for five years and you're laughing you get away with it because city got the only thing city got done for with a minor league fine by their standards was obstructing the investigation you have to ask yourself why, if they're innocent, did they obstruct the investigation? 
right? Because that's totally something that, you know, an innocent person would do is obstruct investigations. Not that I would know from living in the United States of America or anything. <laughs> yeah, where, where your legal system appears to be uh, guilty until proven innocent, from what I can see. Well, but so is yours, so, I mean, that, let's not... Yeah, let's um, <laughs> it's written into that code, so let's not uh, okay. point fingers there. Let's not, let's not forget the caveat, unless you're rich. Yeah, uh, right. Just, yeah. Um, Which city uh, very much are. Yes. The, yeah, they went hard with the, their lawyers there. And Pep has been whining a hell of a lot about it, demanding apologies, and I'm looking at Burdick and going, dude, no. No, that's not that's not what the verdict said. The verdict does not clear city. It just says that UEFA's prone processes, processes and their laws are pretty much inadequate for dealing with any breaking of laws. And, you know, I, I know from what a journalist has been saying, there are conversations going on in other clubs now about how you deal with the fact that financial fair play is not functioning. And and for all Pep can say about, about um, you know, oh, we're innocent, we're clean, we're fine. That team you built was built with the help of quite potentially dodgy goings on financially. Why did they hire two of the guys who wrote the financial fair play rules? You know, why, why are they working for City? So somewhere along the line, that team that's, uh, that is, it is five or six years ago, so nothing on Pep himself, to be honest. But that, you know, that team that five or six years ago that won the league, that's, uh, or a couple of leagues, it's not been built on the same level playing field as everyone else was adhering to. Even Chelsea have been adhering to it. You know, what's Roman going to do now? Is, is he going to go for it? A Paris Saint-Germain going to go for it? I, right. I mean, well, it, 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 here's a couple of comments I have is that, number one, uh, if nothing else, I think this whole thing proves that Pep and some of his conduct this season, something that I've been saying for years is that Pep Guardiola is one of the most gotten to managers in the entire sport of football. Absolutely. He's he's a perfectionist and he you you put him under pressure. He does not respond well. Jose Mourinho. You know, he was able to needle him when he was in charge of Madrid. Um, well, jo- jo- Jose Mourinho, I-, I listen that same, you know, category of, of, of gotten to, but, you know. Absolutely, yeah. But anyway. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Klopp's, Klopp's needled him during the um, <laughs> during the season just by putting the pressure on him for the past two years. Right. So, yeah. And the, the other thing I say is, you know, what is the point of financial fair play when all it seems to do is actually just punish the smaller clubs? Yeah, because think, because uh, this is now Manchester City. Uh, I think, who was it? Was it Galatasaray or Fenerbahce? It was Galatasaray. And, yeah. and AC Milan have all skirted by. Yeah. What's the point of this? I, I think a lot. From what I remember, a lot of Premier League clubs are um, are quite happy with it because it turns them into profitable institutions. Essentially, that you know they don't just blow their entire wad on on, on player wages and go out beyond their means. You know, like someone like Bolton did, or Portsmouth, or Wigan, even. So and we're going to talk about them here coming up. But yeah, but in in 
the thing, the big thing is the governance of the game going forward. The financial play, fair play rules have to be rewritten, but you don't want them rewritten immediately because, frankly, we've seen what happens when UEFA tried to govern in haste. They, we, we repent it at their bloody leisure. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, UEFA is toothless, pointless, rudderless, and spineless. Yeah. Let's be honest, and... they're spineless. Yeah, they they were trying to. Um, I think I think they looked into these things before, said they were fine, and then because other clubs were demanding it, went and tried to, you know, put the put the ban in put the ban in this time, and yeah, sit sit. You just take them. It, it's the power right now is very very clearly with the clubs, particularly right. the richest clubs. It's like it's almost as arbit, you know, for something who's so serious, it's almost as arbitrary as the rules that you know Roger Goodell has instituted in the NFL during his time. Oh, hell, it, it's like it's in I, response to headlines. right. I I, I yeah. still want to know what I still want to know what changed in with James Harrison to where he was in the course of a season and a half. James Harrison of the Pittsburgh Steelers went from being the AFC Defensive Player of the Year to being public enemy number one in the eyes of the league. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, well... well it, 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 right, but I mean, the point is, it's the same thing here with regard to financial yes. fair play, with regard to, you know, again, it, you, know, if it, you know, if it was like... I don't know. Let's let's just pick a team out of the air. If it was Bristol City, you even mm-hmm. would have fucking buried them. But this is Man City. Mm-hmm. Shrug your shoulders, you know? Yeah. Well, Bristol City couldn't afford Man City's lawyers, could they? <laughs> let's put well, it. Well, that's bluntly. that that much is true too. So, but hey, you know what? Go on. Fuck Manchester City. You know why? Because Arsenal beat them to get into a cup final. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they thoroughly deserved it. I mean, the, the win against us, um, that was... It, it was a bit fortunate because we did give you two goals, which were your only two shots on target, and we battered you. But that game against City contained them, broke absolutely perfectly. Um, City, I think apart from one sterling shot, which went just wide... Never really threatened. No, they didn't. They, 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 they did not at all. And you know, Arsenal. Yeah, they they played a perfect game, and they had four shots, all of which on target, two of which turned into goals. Yeah. You know what? I, I, for a minute there, I was thinking, you know, maybe Arteta has a good philosophy here. Don't take the shots you ain't gonna make. If you think you yeah. can, if you think you can make it. Take it, you know. Yeah, if not, yeah, don't, don't, don't don't just sh- don't just start shooting wildly because that's exactly what Liverpool did, and that's exactly what Man City were doing. Yeah, don't don't get to thirty yards out and then start taking a punt because yeah, hitting and hoping that essentially against any reasonable keeper generally. Yeah, but then of course we lose to Aston Villa and uh, nearly botched it <laughs> against Watford today. But you know what? We're going to talk more about that in our uh, main topic. However, uh, this was, as we record today, the finale of the Premier League, and um, yeah, th- there was there was intrigue at top and bottom 
which is uh, rare in this in these times. Yeah, not the very top, obviously. <laughs> not the very top, no. But <laughs> but I mean, when you had uh, you know three teams, Man United, Chelsea, and Leicester all chasing Champions League spots, yeah. and you had three clubs: Aston Villa, Bournemouth, and Watford. You know, going, you know, trying to survive the Premier League, you know, stay up another you've season. Say, yeah, you've got to say Agent Johnny Evans did his job for United really nicely today. Yeah. But yeah, so here, here are your top four. Liverpool, of course, who did lift the trophy. Ah. That was a... You know, that was a nice day on Wednesday, seeing two trophies getting lifted, one of which we're going to talk about here momentarily. But that was a nice oh, ceremony. Uh, it was really nicely done in the circumstances. Pure class. You know, you got uh, obviously holding it on the cop when you can't be there. Among all those banners was beautiful. And getting Kenny Dalglish to do the presentation, mwah, chef's kiss. Yes, but I mean that, that seemed like it was more ostentatious than most Super Bowl trophy award ceremonies. <laughs> Yeah, fewer, except no owners, because I think they were, for obvious reasons, still in America. Well, right, and also no, uh, you know, n- n- you know, the, the the MVP doesn't get a, you know, new, you know, Chevy no. Yukon or whatever. Although, yeah. We although we should say that the they haven't announced the PFA Player of the Year, but the Professional Football Writers Player of the Year was Jordan Henderson, um, which I think pretty much represents Liverpool as a team. As much as any one award can, plus his work um, during lockdown as well for the NHS charities, very quietly behind the scenes organizing Premier League players to give and raise funds for NHS charities. Right. So I, I've got no problem with that. Um, you know, on the pitch, you can make an argument for Kevin De Bruyne. Charity wise, you can make an argument for Marcus Rashford. But yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to argue with that verdict at all. Um. Second place, of course, Manchester City, uh, 81 points. Man U beat Leicester 2-0. They go into third. Chelsea beat Wolves 2-0. They stay at fourth. Leicester City in fifth in the UEFA League spot. Or UEFA League. My God, what yeah. the hell? Where did that come from? <laughs> Europa yeah, League spot. <laughs> Brendan fell away a bit there, didn't he? Oh, boy. In the Champions league spot well let, all let, season. and yeah, then well let, let, let's talk about that in the uh in, the, in yeah. the main topic spurs unfortunately have the sixth place spot they're going to europa league yeah, Wolves no, miss out on goal difference i was so hoping crystal palace would have beaten spurs so wolves would pip them but unfortunately that would have been that was about as close as saint totteringham's day as i was gonna get arsenal finish eighth which, yeah, I'm not proud of whatsoever. But again, we'll talk about that in the main topic. Yeah, you attempted to start of the day, so you know. Uh, yeah, well, you know, um, Aston Villa survive. Barely, uh, but they survive. Yeah, the, um, as people have been saying, the, they're staying up thanks to a VAR error. Partially. Uh, are, are they really? It, yeah, they just going. Oh, it was a point. Yeah, you're telling me how that game would have panned out and how their other games would have panned out like that. Nah, I'm not really sure on that. But uh, yeah, Bournemouth, Watford, and Norwich are your relegatees. Norwich was relegated weeks ago. Watford, yeah. you know what? Um, I, I'll save my comments for the uh, main <laughs> yes. topic. We're, 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 but I mean, 
let's let's face it. I mean, we, we're gonna have a lot of Premier League to talk about, but yeah, that that was your final. Uh, that's your final table, and uh, and that's it. Um, Champions League, I know, restarts uh, not next weekend. Are we gonna get a show in by then? Um, the seventh and eighth, up? isn't it? Seventh and eighth. So, uh, we won't get a show in then, but we'll no. do one that weekend, though. But it's not gonna be beforehand. Yeah. So that's fine. We'll, we 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 can hold off on that. We 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 have so much to discuss anyway. So we we we, we could definitely hold off on that. Um, I did find out though that uh, the Champions League now on the CBS Sports Network, which of course I do not have. There's a common theme coming up with these networks in America, isn't there? Yeah, there is. They're they're all going to like these streaming services that I'm not going to pay for. I'm sorry. So, no, I won't be seeing Champions League now, which is, ha-ha, fine, whatever, because, you know, Arsenal's not going to be in it anyway. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to be the first to say it. <laughs> uh, you know. yeah, I, I determined, I think I'm harder on Arsenal on this program than you are. <laughs> yeah. And I guess we're going to got... Yeah, I, I guess we're going to prove that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but... Um, yeah, and you know, of course, you know all the Premier League games today were uh, were spread out uh, among the 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 fine family of NBC networks, which I had to look that up. And yeah, it looks like that their uh, NBC is going to be holding onto the Premier League and at least until twenty twenty two. So that's not bad, yeah. I guess. You got yeah, you got fine there. Yeah, we had it split between um, Sky and BT Sport today. So yeah, I I'm not. Paying for Peacock, although I have heard that that uh, that Brave New World show that Grant Morrison is involved with is pretty good. So I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll get a try. But uh, yeah, so hey, John. Yeah. We already know who's been relegated. Uh, let's talk about who's coming up. Uh, Leeds United back in the Premier League for the first time in sixteen years. Marcelo Bielsa in the Premier League. 2020 has delivered a hell of a lot of bad shit. But Marcelo Bielsa in the Premier League. My God, if you're not looking forward to that, you have no pulse. Uh, I wouldn't get too excited because uh, apparently Marcelo Bielsa is uh, Lionel Messi's uh, anointed uh, replacement manager that he wants to see at Barcelona. Yeah. But Bielsa doesn't. He he walks his own path, doesn't he? So I <laughs> rather. <quite yet. laughs> if but, he goes to Barcelona, he will walk away within probably two or three months due to the politics of it all. Yeah, I think. Uh, I yeah, I think uh, politically, Marcel Bielsa is in a much better place at Leeds United than he would be oh, yeah. at Barcelona. But anyway, we're not here to talk about them right now. We're going to talk about no. Leeds United, who on the final day of the championship this past Wednesday, against uh, relegation threatened Charlton Athletic, they had, Leeds United had absolutely nothing to play for. They whooped their ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they were. It, it, it's the right way to say farewell to division. But looking just behind them, how how much must Brentford regret that, that bottling the last games? Ooh. West Brom yeah. sneak up. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they screwed up. Yeah, it, just winning one of those last two would have sent them up 
and yeah, and and they fell away. And they they totally fell away. Um, I do want to say uh, a, a special fuck you to Lee Bowyer, who was manager of Charlton Athletic, <laughs> now relegated. The fact that Leeds United did it to Lee Bowyer, there's some poetry there. This is uh, after after how much Lee Bowyer screwed over Leeds United. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no one has any sympathy for Lee Bowyer. Let's face. But. Uh, yeah, West Bromwich Albion, probably, you know, them in Norwich are probably just the dictionary definition of a yo-yo club. Yeah. They're yeah, back up. But they, they just occupy the places. I, I've got to be honest, I didn't particularly want to see them back up because, frankly, I wanted to see a new club in the Premiership to start with. And how much have I seen of West Brom over the years? God damn it. <laughs> Too much. Well, um, so uh, your your playoff teams, uh, Swansea. Let's talk what Swansea did to get into that playoff as well. Uh, you know, okay, with, yeah, go go right ahead. You know, with one week of the season left, they were six points and I think something like ten goals worse off on goal difference than Forest. Mm-hmm. And thanks to I think it's a what's it, a ninety seventh minute goal from Stoke. Swansea sneaked into the playoffs. They won 4-1. Forest lost 4-1. And it, it's a hell of a turnaround. You know, Cardiff were cruising in the playoffs just ahead of them. But, man, it, it's an incredible... And uh, w- w- did it stay 1-0 in that playoff game tonight? Because it was yeah, 1-0. Yeah, like yeah, let's get to that. Uh, so, of course, you're third through sixth place in the championship. Uh, Brentford, Fulham, Cardiff, and Swansea. Um Swansea hosted Brentford uh, right before we we started recording this. Uh, Brentford went down to 10 men, uh, lost 1-0 in the first leg. Uh, Brentford uh, suddenly not looking so good in these last couple of weeks. Yeah, Swansea uh, missed a penalty as well in that. But uh, a a rather dubious red card, it must be said, for a challenge which fairly won the ball. Um, Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't get to see it because I was uh, preparing my, my, my chili. You know, I had to, had to make the chili today. But, uh, hey, you know. hey, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you should have some sometime. Come come over to Chicago. We'll, uh, <laughs> I'll serve you some chili. Oh, I love Chicago. <laughs> but, um, and, uh, yeah, so Swansea beat Brentford 1-0, uh, have a uh, 1-0 goal difference. Now, the championship playoffs don't do the away goals rule, correct? Uh, I believe they don't know. Okay, uh, tomorrow Cardiff will host Fulham in, in that first leg match. So. That'll be fun. And obviously the potential is here for either an all-London or an all-Welsh final. Um, it, yeah, I strange guess, that, huh? I'll guess for the first time, South Wales Police will not be too disappointed because they don't have to arrange the trains with, with Cardiff and Swansea fans on them. <laughs> now, is Brentford, what, what part of London is Brentford? Is that West London? Um, I believe it. I believe it is. I have to. Have a, I have to look wouldn't, it up. Wouldn't I, that be something to have a West London derby next year in the what? Premier League that did not involve Fulham? Oh man, that, that would be and fun. Especially since Brentford, they're 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 leaving Griffith Park. Wouldn't yes. that be? Wouldn't that be the thing for them to go through? Open up their new stadium in the Premier League. You know, great, fabulous. That, that's that's the story I really want out of these playoffs, despite the fact, you know, I've got two Welsh clubs, but, you know, I'm from Newport. Carlos and Swansea can go fuck themselves. I was going to uh, say, you, you the Welshman, not 
not all in on either Cardiff or Swansea. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see Welsh teams doing well, but frankly, I'm a Newport boy, so, you know. Well, there you I'm, go. I'm not... Yeah, and, and how did Newport County do this year? Uh, I, I think we were reasonably happy to see the season. That we, we were in and around the playoff spots, um, but I, I think we fell away towards the end. So, it happens. Um, relegated from the championship are Charlton, as we mentioned. Ha ha, fuck you, Lee Boyer. Um, Hull City down to League One. That's, well. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They've fallen the, away. You'll keep into the, the season this time. But how about Wigan Athletic? Now, did their court case happen? It, it must it. I don't think the court case would have happened, but it must have been the, the, the deduction must have happened. It did because they are in the spot because Barnsley. I mean, Barnsley did what they had to do against Brentford yeah. just in case this happened, and it turns out it happened. Yeah, um, I think the other thing is, is the teams who were in the bottom three when uh, football came back ended up all ended up staying up. So the wow. <laughs> yeah, Luton stayed up, Barnsley or sta- yep. has stayed, Huddersfield yep. stayed up. Yeah, so that bottom three who were in position to go down when COVID hit are all staying up, which I don't think I've seen that sort of thing happen. Frankly, for in forever. Yeah, unfortunately, Stoke City ended fifteenth, so they're safely in the championship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so hey, let's talk uh, even below the championship. Uh, Wickham Wanderers are joining the championship this year. Joining, I, I, jo- joining uh, Coventry City and Rotherham. Yeah, the, it, it's nice to see Coventry coming back up because, frankly, as a Football fan from the eighties onward, they would and they were just one of those top flight regulars who were always there. Um, and Wickham at the in the highest league position in their history, if I'm not mistaken. That's that's it's, amazing. It's, it's a, yeah, since Martin O'Neill got them in the league way way back when. Yeah. So, uh yeah. So Wickham Wanderers uh, are in the championship next season. Uh, did you oh, see who's no. going to be taking their place in League One? Go on. Uh, Northampton Town. Wow. <laughs> uh, it, I hope if Alan Moore gives a shit about football, which I don't think he does, but if he does, he should be happy. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure the snake god is helping. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized we, we've now referenced both Alan Moore and Grant Morrison on this show. <laughs> okay. The apocalypse is happening at the end of the apocalypse. Okay, who who else are we going to reference here? Uh, by the way, anybody who uh, are just here for the football, uh, we're sorry. We're jumping all over the place with our cultural references today. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're getting some Neil Gaiman or, <laughs> or Mark Miller. Or... Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, well, hey, uh, okay, speaking of Mark Miller, let's talk about uh, the club he supports and the league he he, he would be in, uh, Scotland, of all yeah. teams, of all leagues. They start next weekend. They start on the 2nd of August. Yeah, they're back in on right on their normal schedule. Well, there's something, isn't it? I, I suspect there's something in here about uh, screwing over the teams who are trying to sue them on the relegation front. Yeah. Um, do, is, there any, uh, is there any credence to this or... 
or probably. I, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I just have friends, Partick Thistle supporting friends who, who are extremely grumpy at the minute. You know, they're Scottish, so they're grumpy anyway, generally, but... Uh, right, being Scottish. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, they, they are particularly unhappy, and frankly, rightly so, this season. Right, so, and, and contrast this with the fact that the Premier League starts, will have their restart on uh, September the 12th. Yeah. But two notes about this. Uh, number one, I've seen this year's uh, Celtic kit, and it is dope. Oh, it's sweet, isn't isn't it? It's sweet. And actually, so are Adidas's Ars- new Arsenal shirts. I think Adidas are becoming the the kit maker of choice right now. Yeah. Just when we've gone to Nike, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I still don't. I mean, I I saw Nike's Inter kit, and I thought that that looked just fine. I, I like that. But anyway, we'll talk about this uh, on, on the forthcoming uh, edition the, of, the of of the fashion show. Um, yeah. I do have to re- regret. You know, a club I'm going for on this with the fashion. I sent you that kit yesterday. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I, I, that, that's what we're going to talk about next. Um, I, I regret to inform that Celtic may no longer be my favorite club in Scotland. John, since you're the one who broke this news to me, why don't you take it away? I, I'm going to take it to you, and I'm going to talk about the fantastic Loch. Sorry, I, I can't do this. John, welcome. <laughs> Loch Ness. FC. If you have not seen their kit, their home and away kits, I would urge you to go to their website and take in things of absolute beauty. The, I'm sorry. All of them. The third kit is yeah. wonderful, too. I'm sorry. The, the fashion show, which we will do, uh, I know where my vote's going. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, Loch Ness FC. They, they may now be my favorite club in Scotland. Yeah. So so yeah. They, they, it's like um, yeah, like Mr. Ockren's boys. They are the busting balls team of choice. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, yes, they are. We, we we hereby endorse Loch Ness FC to join Clapton CFC as our uh, our as our officially endorsed uh, football club. Oh yes. Uh, let's move out of the British Isles, shall we? Uh, Real Madrid oh. have won La Liga, yawn. Yeah, it, it's only ever going to be two clubs at the moment, and Barcelona, since lock, since they returned from lockdown, you can see what the politics is doing. It's wearing that club down. Uh, I will say, though, it is, yeah, I mean, it is amazing, because, I mean, weren't Real, like, kind of in trouble when lockdown began? Or, or no, they had actually started to come back, hadn't they? They'd start to come back, but it was, I think, a couple of weeks before lockdown. Barcelona had a quite a healthy lead there. But, um, you know, it, it's Barcelona. You, you have, I, I don't see how any coach can survive there for longer than a couple of seasons at most because, you know, the, the team that Pep had, partly coming through the academy, it was built as a team. And now the team they've got there is, it, it's just a mess of who can we buy? You look at um, you know Dembele and Griezmann. Griezmann, you know, they were down against Atletico, Atletico, and he didn't come off the bench till what five minutes left. Yeah. Sorry, if you're playing buying someone at that stage, you, you a striker that you don't expect him to be on the bench at that point. You know, Messi cannot do it all by himself. Suarez is still good, but a fading force. They yeah. are, they're a mess. It's simple as that. 
So your your top four in Spain, uh, Real Madrid are the champions. Barcelona, Atletico Madrid uh, managed to snake third place. Sevilla in fourth. So Sevilla are back in the Champions League. Your Europa League spots, well, unfortunately, Hetafe is not one of them. But Villarreal, Real Sociedad, and another dark horse candidate, since we couldn't have Hetafe, we have Granada. Nice. Yeah, it's a... I think uh, lockdown did for Getafe. Um, I'm going to say that I really like Granada's kit, so you know that's another oh. fashion show thing. Um, your relegates from La Liga: uh, Lejanes, Real Mallorca, and oh, Espanyol. So there will not be a Catalan derby this season. Espanyol oh. going down. <sighs> Oh, well, <laughs> well Barcelona can, can then say they're still the best team in Catalonia. <laughs> but that's the only way they're you know, going to get anything this season. One piece of joy. <laughs> hey, uh, fo- football returned to France uh, on Friday. Uh, the, Coupe oh, de, the Coupe de France yeah. final. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain beat Saint-Nachien 1-0 to win the, the Coupe de France. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like uh, William Saliba, after all the after all the hemming and hawing with Arsenal and trying to work out a deal to send him back, yeah, William Saliba did not appear in the Coupe de France final. So that's kind of a shame. No, but uh, I, I take it you saw the, the big story with that is um, Kylian Mbappe? What about Kylian he- Mbappe? Uh, who left the match on crutches? Oh, I did not see that. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. There, it was uh, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday went down to ten men because oh, the challenge that went in on him was X-rated. <laughs> really? Oh, was. You, we're talking about L- Luis uh, Perrin. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah and they, they, uh, 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 one of those nice little set twos just after it as well, um, but. Yeah, it's it's Mbappe is a date for the Champions League games now. Ooh. In fact, he's certainly not to make because it, it was a, a, a I believe a very bad sprain rather than a break or anything. So ligaments don't heal that quickly. No, they do not. Oh God, I I had no <laughs> idea. I'm really sorry to hear that. Uh, you know, with Mbappe being the the, the talent that he is. Um, oh, so. uh, meanwhile, Syria ah actually, believe it or not. As of right this minute, still in play. Yes, thanks to um, right now. <laughs> Say again. Thanks to a last-minute goal on was it th- Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, remind me. Um, it, it um it was Juve managing. Oh, Udinese, the- yeah, Udinese beat Juve. That's right. I forgot about yeah, that. Three-time goal. Yes, and uh, right now they are currently in a nil-nil draw as we speak with uh, Sampdoria. Uh, Inter, Atalanta, and Lazio still breathing down their necks. None of them have been eliminated yet, at least until, you know, pending the result of this match. But uh, there's been a lot of talk about Juve and Maurizio Sarri, and uh, yeah, didn't we kind of say that Maurizio Sarri kind of (laughs) sucks? (laughs) <laughs> yes i think we did <laughs> yeah um i i still don't know why juve thought he was the guy to take them to new heights however they are still in play for their ninth consecutive scudetto if we can go re- revisit another top uh, you know, former topic 
Uh, yeah. You know, the one from last episode. I, I suppose he's he's enough to keep them going. So, but, but yeah, to Conte, and I think that might cost them next year because it, that's a very nice side injury putting together. It, yeah, maybe so. But John, we have not discussed one of the most important playoff promotion in in all of Europe going on. Uh, oh, what would this be? Uh, this would be uh, my honey's uh, hometown club. Stalzhezhov made it into the the Polish Druga Liga. That's the that would be the equivalent of League One playoffs. Uh, after uh, beating SKRA, uh, and I'm gonna fuck this up, uh, Chesterkova <laughs> yesterday, four nil. I want your honey to give me a a rating of your pronunciation there. <laughs> oh, she's going. To, oh, she's gonna rip my ass after saying that one. But <laughs> so they they are in a uh, they're in the they made it into the last promotion spot, uh, playoff spot uh, for the. Pierwsza Liga, that, that will be the, the equivalent of the championship in Poland. Uh, on Tuesday, they will be taking on uh, Katowice in that, in that playoff. Unfortunately, the hated rivals uh, Rasovia, also in Zhezhov, uh, also made their, uh, made their playoff against, uh, they're going to be t- up against uh, Bitovia Bitov for the final promotion to the, to the Pierwsza Liga. I, I think, yes, I think it's fairly evident where our sympathies lie here. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I, I'm all for uh, Stalzhezhov in this. So they have a nice stadium too. They have uh, uh, I've seen pictures of the stadium. They have because uh, they also have a uh, a bike track, like a you know motor oh. motocross track. Oh, I'm loving this already. Yeah, I'm, I'm googling this. And there's some other issues too with uh, with Rosovia that I'm not going to get into. Let's just say that they're they're not a nice uh, group of supporters, by all accounts. So doesn't surprise me. Very, very, very <laughs> prone to uh, anti-Semitic slurs in in reference to Stahl. So yeah. Well, it goes double then. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, unfortunately, both of the both of the of the uh, Zhezhov derbies, I had to look. They both of them ended in, in draws this year. So. Well, at least they didn't lose. Yeah, this is... but it is, but you know, it, it is funny though that it is like like Manchester. It's a uh, it, 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 like Manchester. It's a uh, a red and blue side of Zhezhov, and of course, Stahl means steel, which I believe oh. Manchester was a steel producing city, was it not? Was indeed back in the day. So there you go. I mean, it, it's kind of funny then, huh? Nice. Kind of Must. weird, yeah. Some some of the uh, you know the the uh, what what am I looking for the uh, parallels between uh, you know certain cities in Europe. Uh, lastly, let's move to the United States, where I don't give a shit about the MLS's back tournament, but uh, this morning was also the final of the NWSL Challenge Cup, and unfortunately. Chicago Red Stars fell 2-0 in that final to the Houston Dash. Ooh. So Chicago Red Stars and the NWSL are obviously good at making the finals, but then just get tanked. When, hey, <laughs> when, 
look, look at it this way. Jurgen Klopp was good at making finals for five years. Didn't win all for, since 2013. Didn't win any of them. He's doing all right. It's it, just a matter of progress here. Yeah. You keep turning up, you'll get one sooner or later. Yeah, I, I, I could tell, though, that Chicago Red Stars are definitely missing Sam Kerr. Well, who wouldn't, frankly? Jeez. <laughs> they weren't just, well, probably the premier goal scorer in women's football in the world right now. Right now, right now at least, yes, I, I, yeah. I, I can uh, I can attest to that. But uh, anyway, congratulations to the Houston Dad Challenge Cup. Now I don't know if there's going to be any further NWSL right now. I simply just don't know the answer to that. Um, I don't think it's been well. It's not been made public anyway for a while. I can see. Yeah, I, 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 I looked. I couldn't see. There's nothing more further on the schedule, so I don't know if that if that's it for, you know, the 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 top professional women's league in in America this year. It mm-hmm. could it could be, given you know everything. But you know, um, anyway, again, and the MLS's back tournament is into its uh, knockout stages. You know, again, I don't give a shit about this. Except Chicago Fire did beat Seattle Sounders, so that that was kind of uh, that, that there was some banter to be had there with that one. But lastly, here in this country, uh, I'm just going to point out that in the um, in the USL USL mm-hmm. Championship, uh, Indy Eleven are undefeated so far. Uh, four wins from four, twelve points, top of the table. They are playing Saint. They are away to St. Louis uh, later today. I haven't watched a single game of it, but hey, you know what? It's kind of cool that Indy, of all places, are undefeated right now. <laughs> nice, vive la resistance. <laughs> well, we actually uh, went l- less time than I thought we would on the news part, John. Oh yeah, yeah, but we're we're gonna cover a bit a bit of the news in in our little grade section, aren't we? Oh yeah, I, oh I think we are. So, uh, John, do you have anything else for the news? I haven't got anything. Nope. Yeah, I think we 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 covered a lot. It's a yeah, a lot of grind. Only, only what three quarters an hour on that? You're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, hey, a forty-five minutes. It was a half a football. How about that? Hey. Hey. <laughs> <The> half <come. laughs> That's injury time. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, coming up, today's topic, 2019-2020 Premier League final grades. The longest Premier League season ever is now over, and John and Jeffrey give their final grades for all 20 teams. Please stay tuned. Hello, I just want you in my life, and now I'm so excited to Episode 40 of the Busting Balls podcast. Tonight, John and Jeffrey cover the longest ever Premier League season. We're going to run the rule over all 20 teams and our final grades on every single one of them. 
Okay, and it's going to be alphabetically rather than in league position to you know maintain some suspense here. Yeah, <laughs> maybe... well, yeah. I mean, th- th- there's no good. I mean, I- even if we go reverse league position, there's no suspense there. So yeah, alphabetically, you know, that way at least we can, you know, it- it's a little fair. Yeah, I think. absolutely. So, uh, unfortunately, in a weird uh, vagary of, of alphabetization, somehow Bournemouth is is ahead of Arsenal because. Of course, their full name is AFC Bournemouth. Yeah, but um, and also we are uh, when, when we do this, we 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 don't just go by their league position. We also keep in mind their expectations before the season started. Um, you know yes. what what resources they had available to them. And, yeah, and we are keeping and we are taking the pandemic into account here too. Absolutely. That season. has actually affected at least one of my grades, I have to say. Okay, well, that, that'll that be interesting. I, I, I don't actually know what, what, what one you're referring to, so... Yeah, just the circumstances involved in it. All righty then. So, uh, obviously, first yep. up, AFC Bournemouth, league position, 18th. Yep, and uh, yeah, they, they have been relegated... Uh, and rightly so. They they did not do so hot this whole season. Um, I think they did worse after after uh, lockdown ended. But yeah, they, they didn't really have the resources available to them. But they also kept pace with keeping Eddie Howe as their manager, and he has been their manager for since dirt was new. It seems like yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> returned there after his one spell away because he fits so well there yeah um i don't know i i i think maybe bournemouth might consider going a different direction now that they're back down in the championship i think they stayed in the premier league longer than anybody thought they would i had five years yeah i mean it's incredible honestly i mean i i have to give them credit um you know, they, they, and they've had, you know, they, they, they racked up some shocking wins during that time, but this just was not their season. Um, so, and unfortunately, you know, the, the, the results speak for themselves. They are relegated. They were the 18th, uh, 18th spot on the table. And unfortunately, I got to give them a, uh, I got to give them a D. Yeah, I, I, I've been a bit more generous because, you know, this, this stadium is what, I think 12,000 capacity, something along those lines. So really, what you've got to praise is the past five years under Eddie Howe for them managing to stay up. Well, yeah, I, my well, yeah, definitely. That's why I didn't fail them. Is because on past, uh, you know, on, on, on past performance, yes, but for this season, yeah, the, this season didn't do it. And obviously, no. so yeah, they they uh, for me they get a uh, they get a D for me. So go ahead. With- uh, I've got, I've gone with with a C simply because of the lack of resources. The thing is, with with the club of Bournemouth size and resources, they got to hit on all their transfers essentially. And um, I know they had some injuries through the season, which a club of Bournemouth side cannot afford. But you know, they they also missed on signings like uh, I think Solanke was twenty million, and uh, he didn't score a goal until that four-one win against Leicester late on. Right. So yeah, it, it's yeah, but. I know there's extenuating circumstances, and I know they play some nice football, and they they just didn't they just don't score enough goals fundamentally. And you know, King and Wilson were not the force they have been. So 
Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be a bit generous and give them a C on that. Okay. Uh, I, I can't wait to hear this one. Uh, up next is Arsenal. Yeah, are we talking purely Premier League here, or are we talking all around on the season? <laughs> Just a. To... Um, you know, I, you know, I, either way. Yeah. Um, you look at it at, at the start of the season. You had Unai Emery in charge, who whatever else he's done, you know, he, he did with Sevilla and PSG. Just did not seem to be a good fit at Arsenal. So I've got to give him credit for um, going in a different direction with Arteta. And Arteta, I think, has a better handle on Arsenal than that. So I'm pretty happy with that. And of course, you've got to say the cup final, that's a good, that's a hell of an achievement to start with, particularly with the win over City there. Um, but you're looking at a club whose best players are the wrong side of 30 as well here. So there may be a little trouble in the future. So there's a lot of issues facing it. On the other hand, Chiarantini has been excellent signing. Really like playing him. Uh, and the first, his goal today was excellent. So, you know, he's, he's a, you know, he's no Andy Robinson, but Robinson, but uh, yeah, but you're talking Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal sort of, yeah, they, they skanked eighth place on the last day at front 10th. And for a club of Arsenal size, they should be at least competing for that top four, at least for that fifth spot. So I can't go any better than a C on that for them. Well, you're going to be far kinder than I am because... Um, so I'm looking forward... I, yeah, I, I'm going to go with the idea that they should not have started the season with Unai Emery. Because after the way he botched, you know, five out of the last six league matches and the Europa League final, that should have been the indication that this guy is not it. And it just went from there. We, you know, we, we signed Kieran Tierney, yes, and he's been excellent. We also signed David Luiz, and he is one of the biggest fucking frauds I have ever hey, had the did, did, misfortune to see in an Arsenal shirt. Have you heard he set a record today? Oh, no. What, for penalties conceded? Yeah, I believe yeah, it. Five penalties conceded in the season. The Premier League record holder is David Luiz. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> that right there t should tell you everything you need to know about where this season for Arsenal is up until the point where they did the right thing and fired Unai Emery. Freddie Jungberg came in. He didn't do so hot either, but he wasn't really supposed to be the guy either. I mean, I still feel bad for him in that regard, you know? Well, yeah, I, you know, what? When your most entertaining player is at the heart of your defense and entertaining for the wrong reasons, what can you do? Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, the, the, we bring in Mikel Arteta. He's inexperienced. You know, they, they, they kept saying, oh, but he he studied under Pep Guardiola. Okay, how many, and I said this at the time, how many goddamn acolytes of Alex Ferguson have there been that didn't really amount to shit? And the answer to that is all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's an old thing in sport, isn't it? It's that they think success will rub off. Yeah, it's like a you know a magic lamp, right? They, they, they rubbing it for them. That being and said, uh, Mikel Arteta has, in very many ways, still gotten Arsenal sh has gotten Arsenal's shit together, but in very many ways they have not. Mm. And you know that 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 defense is is Swiss cheese. 
Uh, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it is. But at the same time, we if we're looking forward to the future, I mean, you have Kieran Tierney, William Saliba, Eddie Nketiah, Bukayo Saka, my God. That is a player for the future. But, I like but we're talking, but we're not talking the future. We're talking about their performance in this season, and unfortunately, they their their performance this season was absolutely fucking maddening. Because yeah. you know, on the one hand, we we beat Liverpool after the fa- you know after the fact, you know, we beat Man City in that to get to the cup final, but then we lose the next match to Aston Villa and nearly botch it today against Watford. And the worst thing, you you know, you're talking. We we talk about David Luiz and um, Kolasinic. Um, you defended brilliantly against Hassan City. Yeah, a, but then but against should... Watford, he fucking he pulls his bullshit against Watford. I mean, yeah. it, it's absolutely maddening. So uh, unfortunately, for for me, I have to give. Arsenal a because you know again it be I'm gonna feel much better we're gonna I mean we're we finished in our worst place in well since the Premier League began you know our, our worst league place in God knows how long and uh, but we can still make Europe depending on how we do in this Cup final which we have a very good record against Chelsea in the FA Cup final so. But, you know, they also whooped our ass in the Europa League final last year. But that was a different team then, and it, we have a different team now. You know, just so we can move on, I have to give Arsenal a C- slash D+. And the final, the final final grade is really going to depend on that cup final this coming Saturday. I, I was, I'm quite surprised how generous you've been there, I've got to be honest. Yeah, well, I think the again the 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 high for making the cup final is giving me, but I mean, again, there's also signs of there were there were definitely signs of improvement. Um, for all the shit that was talked at the beginning of the season, yeah, we're nowhere close. Yeah, and yeah, unfortunately, they, they, you know, we are a mid-table to Europa League team right now, and yeah, unless they, unless Arteta gets the transfer window, and the board has to support him too. So the board has to support him and give him the materials and the and, and the and the resources to get the tran- to nail this transfer window and keep Obama Yang and I mean keeping Bukayo Saka that's a sign in the right direction. Uh, keeping David Luiz not really. No, um, I mean to me it's like we had Dayan Lebron. Okay, if he's a squad player, great. If he's got this training ethic, you know, behind the scenes, if he lifts the squad and sets an example, great. But you don't want to see him on the pitch because you'll have kittens. <laughs> so that's where I stand. Yeah, yeah Arsenal. <laughs> okay. it, uh, Arsenal C minus D plus pending the cup final. Up next, Aston Villa, who barely, barely made it through. He they got through on a whisker earlier 17th today. Seventeenth spot, one point. Ahead of both uh, Bournemouth and Watford, you know, for for all the talent they had there, uh, you know, Dean Smith, you know, he he is you know a lauded manager. He managed to get them promoted, you know, even after you know from you know via the playoffs. Um, I don't know exactly what our expectations were for Aston Villa. This season, I don't think being in a relegation battle was one of them. I thought maybe we thought they were going to be comfortably low mid-table. 
But sixty, yeah, but ooh boy, yeah, no, th- this was not it, Chief. So yeah, I'm, you know what? They they stayed up. Good on them. Uh, they get a D plus for me. Fair. Um, I I was sat in. I was seeing my dad today, and I was sat there when that final whistle went, and he was very very happy indeed. And, I, and, and I don't blame him. I mean, you know. Uh, uh, of the of the teams that were still there, Villa would have been the one I would have wanted to keep. Maybe Bournemouth if if we couldn't have had Villa. Yeah. Um. The, the thing with Villa coming up last year, that promotion side was built on a lot on loanees and players who left. So they essentially needed almost a whole squad rebuild. Um. So you know, obviously rebuilt around Jack Grealish, who's. You know, Stephen Gerrard used to be accused of the of being, you know, Mr. Liverpool guy who tried to do everything and could often screw things up for the team that way. Um, and Grealish has been like, that way. Like, you know, he, like he falling on his ass, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Central today, you know, he scores a goal and then and he has the unfortunate deflection for the West Ham equaliser. Um, but you know, so they they have they make good signs. Um, John McGinn for them was the key player. He and this is where lockdown benefited them because he was injured. Before lockdown, he came back and they were instantly a better side. Not a great side necessarily, but a better side. So, you know, um, that, that side last season, they came up on Tammy Abraham's goals. And obviously, Tammy Abraham wasn't with them this year. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, again, being a bit more generous than you. I'm, I'm giving them a C. They, I'm sure you offered them 17th at the start of the season. They'd have been absolutely delighted with it. Um, the fans were quite happy with it today. You know, a, a Premier League stalwart that's been away, you know, staying in the Premiership is pretty crucial this off-season because they w- the parachute payments won't be quite as much because they need to repay um, TV money for this season. So, um, yeah, th- they've achieved their aim. They're happy. They've got something they can build on. So, yeah, I, I'm giving them a C and good luck to them for next year, frankly. Yeah, I don't I mean... Do you think they would have been happy with 17th at the beginning of the season? I'm not so sure about that. Oh, they, they wanted to stay in the Premier League. The, the Villa fans I knew, like my family, were quite happy. They just are going, we, we, if, as long as we stay in the Premier League, we're good for the season. And, mm, you know, they had okay. the final. You know, they, they, got, they got the League Cup final as well, so pretty good season. For well, them that, there that is, well, you know what? There is that. I, I, did, I did forget about that. So, yeah. So be, 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 beating Liverpool, as I recall. Yeah, 5 now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Liverpool youth, shall we say. <laughs> uh, up next, Brighton and Hove Albion. John. John. Brighton, 15th spot. You know, Brighton, I think we were probably quite down on them at the start of the season, will we? Because of obviously the what happened to Chris Hutton. Yeah. Um, And Brighton, they. To be fair, they they have tried to reinvent themselves under under Potter this year, so I, they they played some really nice football. When we played played them, I was quite surprised at how you know you're, th- you're thinking they're down the bottom. They're they're not going to be as much of a challenge as some of the teams around the top of the table. But they were they gave us a hell of a game. They're a progressive football side. They play good football. Um, and sign, signing Adam Lallana now as well, who um, who will set an example in training even if he's injured but um yeah th- there's no real sort of progress you can say up the table um but they stayed up comfortably enough 
and, and you know they, again something to build on for them um not a spectacular season so I, i've got to say a c for them really i think yeah, I think a C might be fair. I, I they they did uh, they did have to do a bit of a rebuild, and uh, well, shit, they did the double against Arsenal. So I mean, you can't fault them <laughs> for that one. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think a C is is fair. They're up two spots from last season, so there there is something to be said for that. But um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, all, all credit to them. Yeah, I I have no problem with a C for Brighton at all. Cool. I mean, they, they didn't really achieve much except, you know, doing the double against Arsenal, which, you know, hey. <laughs> you know. Not that you like that at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> up next, Burnley. Up five places from 15th to 10th on the table. Um, You know, they, they improved this season, and they, uh, you know, I don't think we really had expectations of them. Nope. Per se, uh, and they they didn't live up to them because we didn't have any. But nope. at well. this, uh, like Eddie Howe, Sean Dice somehow being still being the guy there despite everything um, is really kind of amazing. But also, fuck Sean Dice. <laughs> so uh, yeah. you know what? Anything on field. Right. <laughs> but you know what? I'll, you know what? Because they they did actually raise their their position five places. I'll give them a B minus. Yeah, I, I've gone with um, a B plus. I, I would have gone, say, B, B minus before. But you got to lockdown and Burnley's board, Burnley had a lot of injuries and their board decided that the players who had expiring contracts could leave. And apart from getting hosed at Man City, I think, first game back, since then, they they have been very good, very competitive. Again, they took a point at Anfield, the only side who don't play in red to take a point from Anfield this year. So I, I'm quite happy to give, go a B plus because I, I don't I'm not a big fan of, you know, Sean Dyche's teams per se, because they are horrible to watch. And I've no doubt they are horrible to play against. But he goes at five places. Um, they would have been delighted with that at the start of the season. And. I don't know how much longer Sean Dyche stays at Burnley, um, particularly with the fact they're going to have to do a bit of a rebuilding job on the squad now. But, uh, yeah, uh, B-plus for me. All right, that's fair. Uh, cool. Up next, Chelsea. Chelsea, oh. Chelsea, who set a record this year by being the team that conceded the most goals to make the Champions League spots in England. So wow. they... Uh, yeah, they beat Newcastle's record of 2003. Newcastle let 52 in. Chelsea have let in 54. If you this, this might explain why Kepa got benched today. Oh, as would, yeah. He, he is the most ex world's most expensive goalkeeper. More expensive than Alison Becker. <laughs> and, and, and yet, here we are. And yet, here we are. Yeah, but he it's if you want a microcosm of this season... Have a look at Anfield on Wednesday when they lost 5-3. They are a terrific side going forward. You know They've got Timo Werner in there for next year, and they like to have Kai Havertz, apparently, or they're in for Kai Havertz, I believe. So they are going to be a fantastic side to watch. But you look at that back four. That back four and goalkeeper is so fragile. You know, Liverpool had five and could have easily had another two because we missed some guilt-head chances. 
And Fat and Frank Frank have you seen the footage of Frank Lampard on the touchline against us? He was uh, he was on about Liverpool uh, players and stuff, giving it the big end. It's the only league you've ever won, and then moaning about it in the game afterwards as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Chelsea fans would no doubt talk about the transfer ban. I'm sorry, dude, you got round that by having Kovacic on loan and put, signing Pulisic in that January transfer window. You made a few signings. They again, they, they were third at the start of uh, the end of last year. They lost Hazard and they were third again this year, albeit I believe with six points fewer. Um, they'll they'll be reasonably happy with that. Um, you know, with an inexperienced manager, with uh, with a few more youth team players coming through. Um, you know, obviously. Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount being the prime ones there. Um, also, Reese James, the fullback, really nice looking player there. But um, yeah, they they are really vulnerable at that. But again, for the for sheer number of goals in the games, entertaining to watch. I I, I would give them a B for holding just holding their position after Hazard. It's not a mean feat. Yeah, I'm going to give him a B as well. Um, I think uh, I I recall that when we did our likely or unlikely 2019 episode, uh, we, we one of the questions we asked was who who is more likely who is more likely to be fired, uh, Frank Lampard or Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. It turned out that the answer was neither because uh, both of them really did a good job. It turned out. Um, Chelsea, of course, yes, they did have that transfer event. Yes, you said that they got around it in their way, but. Um, but they adhered to it, and they, instead they went with you know they went with young players. They had Tammy Abraham, they had Mason Mount up there as well. Christian Pulisic, who you know isn't a homegrown player by any stretch of the imagination, but you know he 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 when he when he was on, he was on. Oh yeah, he for this had club. He he got them back into that game. And you know I I, I tell you I, I I found it really hard. To hate this Chelsea team, they have a they they were playing young, much like Arsenal is starting to do. Their and... fun to watch. Go ahead. They're, they're fun to watch, and unlike certain other teams who will come to, they play by the rules despite the fact they'd have the potential not to. Yeah, and and that's true. I mean, Frank Lampard. I mean, I never really hated Frank Lampard. It was always John Terry who got my ire because of well, you know, he's a you know racist. And... You know everything else, but Absolutely. you know, and you know, hassling you know American tourists stuck at, in London after stranded in London after nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, that not a good look, dude. But Frank Lampard, I really had nothing against, and no, he's in a fun job. It's, it's yeah, it, yeah, it's he, goes next is going to be the test for him. Yeah, I think yeah, ne- yeah, he he passed this test and and beyond what was expected. I think. I don't think I don't think they expected a, a Champions League spot. I really don't. Maybe, maybe sneaking forth, possibly, but uh, yeah, which they did. Yes. So, so uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, B, a solid B for Chelsea. No problem with that whatsoever. Up next, going further, a little uh, further south east in London, we have Crystal Palace. Um. They uh, went down two places from 12th to 14th this season. Um, you know what? I did, 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 again, did anyone really have any expectations of Crystal Palace? Yes, they, they, they surprised us on a couple of occasions. 
But really, I think, you know, squarely mid-table is about where we see Crystal Palace's level, and uh, that that's where they stayed. So, I they so you know, mid-table work gets a mid-table grade. I give them a C. Yeah. Um, it's a Roy Hodgson team. It's, it's, you know, it's what Roy Hodgson does in, in absolute miniature. He will get he will get you 40 points. He will get you mid-table in the Premier League, whether you give him a Man United, a Liverpool, or, or a Crystal Palace. You know, they, and in contrast from Chelsea, you know, it's, they are one of the dullest teams there. They, they scored, they stayed up having just scored 31 goals in 38 games. You know, less than a goal a game. And they, it probably would have been higher on them uh, pre-lockdown, but I think they had some, they lost something like seven games after the lockdown. Yeah, you know, I, was, I think something like that, yeah. It, yeah, and they barely scored a goal in that time. Um, I think today was, in their first game back, they scored two, in this one they scored one, but they, you know, in, the, in, the, in between, whatever, or six, seven games, nothing. So, yeah, Palace seem to be one of those teams that always seem to have a consistent goal drought in a season. Yeah, they they don't seem to have you know they don't seem to have anyone past Zaha to supply the goal, and they don't really seem to have anyone reliable up front. Benteke is certainly not your man who's going to get you know ten or twenty thirty goals a season anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm giving a solid C. That's fair. Oh, this will be good. Uh, up next, Everton. <laughs> Everton. Oh, um, you have to concede that they have upgraded at manager because um, Marcos Silva um, is is not, frankly, in the same class as Carlo Ancelotti. But I think after today, Carlo Ancelotti is winning a less a few less percentage of wise of his games than Marcos Silva did. Um, it's another nothing season from Everton, really. They are just there. You know, what What was it highlight? Taking a nil-nil from Liverpool, their place? Um, I, I look at them and I go, I just... I just Because Jordan Pickford, the T-Rex of goalkeepers with his tiny arms, uh, again today, you know, he, he seems to always have a crucial mistake in him. Um, Leighton Baines, let's play true Leighton Baines here. Of retiring today. Oh wow! He was really? A Premier League player. Um, pretty much, he was. He was great for Sheffield. Now he's been great for Everton. Um, even if they're not, you know, the team. But they, um, you know, they, they've got some like Carlison is wonderful. But uh, you know, you got Sigson fading midfield. Dominic Calvert Lewin was having a decent season, and then after lockdown, didn't score a goal. Didn't even seem to threaten to score a goal. And today, you know. I, I know they had nothing to play for today, but you lose three one. You are thrashed, frankly, because did, they did not play well today. You were second best all game. What have Everton? You know, what do where do Everton go? I I can't give them anything but a C minus because it, it's just mediocrity again. And with the supposed resources of their owners, they should be at least you know threatening Europa League places instead of. Just being happy with a mid-table spot, along with your palaces, um, your brightness at all. Yeah, um, I'm going to say that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say a C minus for Everton as well. I mean, they went down four places from eighth to twelfth, um, and that's even with having an absolute world-class manager in Carlo oh, Ancelotti. 
I mean, that was probably, of the available managers, that was maybe would have been my pick for Arsenal, quite frankly, um, over Arteta at the time. Uh, obviously, uh, some maybe, uh, we, we turn out the better one. But that being said, I mean, you know, Everton did better last season. That's that's something. And even even with a manager change, you know, that, yeah. that is something. They they have, all, I mean, and, you know, again, Moise Keane is fucking wasted at, yeah, all the, at, he, at Everton. It was, it was nice to see him score, but yeah, Juve you, you are offloading him, and Everton did not know what to do with him, but if there's a manager who'll get the best out of him, it's going to be Ancelotti. Yeah. And, you know, with, uh, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I should be happier for, you know, uh, Theo Walcott and Alex Iwobi, but I'm just not at this point. And, you know, yeah, the, 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 yeah, Everton just, they just I, I feel like they should have been more, you know, they really yeah. should have been more and they weren't. So, yeah, C minus uh, for 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 the Toffees. Uh, I am going to. Interrupt for two seconds. Uh, Juventus have gone ahead 1-0. Uh, goal from Cristiano Ronaldo because, I mean, who the Surprise. fuck else? Because who, who, who the fuck else? So, yeah, right now, as of right now, Juventus have won their ninth consecutive Scudetto, but the second half just started. Uh, given that Santoria is in 15th, I don't really see this uh, turning around for them. So. But, but I mean, Udinese did, so who knows? <laughs> True. But, All um, right. Moving on. <laughs> Leicester City. Uh, they uh, they went up four spots uh, from ninth to fifth. However, boy, they were in the Champions League spots for so long this season, and they just fell away after, after lockdown lifted. And... Uh, Brennan Rodgers, who I'm still kind of pissed off at for stabbing Celtic in the back, um, he cannot be he he cannot look at this job and say he was satisfied because there were there were definite Champions League aspirations and maybe title. I mean, for a, for a few minutes there, maybe even title aspirations. Once again, yeah, for the, Leicester City and on Boxing Day, and look what happened. <laughs> Probably our best performance of the season, right? But you know, it, it's just, yeah, they, uh, yeah, Leicester City, they did not benefit at all from lockdown, and uh, they, they, and they paid for it, and uh, that in mind, I mean, despite you know Jimmy Vardy getting the getting the golden boot, yeah, sorry, Leicester City, they get a they get a C minus from me because they, they they had such they had way higher expectations. Yeah, um, I I can't disagree because they. Were in how long were they in the Champions League spot? It felt like um, every day up to the last day, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they again, it's, it's highs and lows. It's you know, they they got you know, Harry Maguire got sold, they replaced him with uh, Suyin Su, who was very, very good for much of the season. Um, they've got players like um, Madison in there, who was a, a really nice player. I know he got injured and that didn't help them. Um, but yeah, it's it's a season of highs and lows. You know, they had a nine nil away win, you know, a Premier League record there. Brilliant. But then, yeah. But then you know, Liverpool comes down and holds them four nil, <laughs> and that seemed to get at them for a while. Um, Jamie Vardy 
brilliant player, but seemed to score in streaks. He, again, after um, lockdown ended, only a couple of goals, I believe. Um, wasn't playing particularly well before lockdown either. Um, and, and should have been sent off against Arsenal too, but, you know, we won't get into that. <laughs> so, yeah... <laughs> It, it, it's it's a mixed part. I'm, I'm, I'd go with a B minus because they did progress quite visibly, but they, they again they 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 didn't win. <laughs> they they didn't get that goal that was there for so long. Yeah, maybe, well, uh, maybe, and that's my point too. Is that the expectation, the expectations, and the fact that they were mounting a title challenge to begin with, and then it just yes. it fell away. So yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's a B minus from from me. It, I would probably have gone a B if they'd just been sort of coming up towards the end. They'd be consistent over the season. But yeah, you, 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 as I say, that nine nil and then Bournemouth hosing them four <laughs> one. That was just what you cannot have Champions League aspirations and and go away and be thrashed by a relegation candidate. Yeah, no, no, not at all. So yeah, uh, I, I think you're 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 kinder to them than I was. So because <laughs> I said I said C minus. Yeah. So my brother-in-law is a fan. So <laughs> okay, John, take it away. Okay, champions of absolutely fucking everything. <laughs> that yes. is all I yeah, have. Yes, to say they on did. The- <laughs> So, yeah, we weren't quite as good coming out of lockdown. We, you know, I think we dropped a ten of our points came after lockdown, but it was done. From, apart from the Everton game there, so you can kind of understand players maybe not quite having the same focus, the same energy, the same intensity. Um, Naby Keita coming on at the end was good, but you know, it, it was the best ever start in any of the top European leagues. Um, they are it honestly I, I one of my first favorite teams was the 87 88 liverpool team with um, john barnes peter beersley john aldridge ray houghton who were a wonderful footballing side to watch you look forward to sides came to anfield and they were just shellacked again this see this time this club it's an absolute joy to watch quite apart from the fact they're they are relentless enough um you know they put up was it 196 points over two seasons, which yeah. you know, I, I, Man City did slightly better than that um, over the past two seasons before that. But they they are they are a joy to watch. It's and you know, honestly, I, I you have Jurgen Klopp there. And I'm thinking this is how you know people how Liverpoolians at the time must have felt about Shankly. He's got that sort of personality. It's wonderful, um, and yeah, it's uh, you know you know what my grade is. It's just a plus, a plus. You know, thirty years I waited for that, and to have it delivered in such style, in I think I think it's the biggest gap to second place, and we at one point they had the biggest ever gap between first and second place at any point in a season. <laughs> it, it it's it's just been wonderful. It's been more stress free than I hoped, and you know. For moments like uh, when Salah scored against United, when when the cops started singing, and now you're going to believe us, we're going to win the league. When you know Klopp had changed absolutely everyone from doubters to believers, even people outside Anfield. 
it's been a dream of a season. You know, maybe we didn't get the Champions League because you know Allison, um, Allison was injured, and they decided to play out the match despite the COVID lockdown. But what the hell? It, it's a minor blemish. You know, we we won the World Club Championship to build on the Champions League. We hold, you know, we hold the the European Cup until next month. We've got the, we we league champions. We're the world champions. Um. I frankly couldn't be happier. And, you know, after 30 years of the same sort of shit that you're experiencing with Arsenal right now, it's an utter joy. Yeah, um, I can't really add to that except for the fact that I I recall seeing a tweet from, I think it was Raj Bennett of the the Men in Blazers. You, you, You know who they are. And, um, yes. you know, of course, he, he's an Everton fan, but he made the point of saying that, you know, you, you can add, you know, they say pitching wins World Series is, you know, defense wins Super Bowls. I think you could say now that defense wins Premier League titles because it seems as if that Liverpool was really the only team that consistently had a defense in this yeah. league, I know, in this I know. league season. Edison, yeah, Edison got the Golden Gloves, but that was because... Allison missed, I think, was it ten games at the start of the season? And he was only one off on that. Yeah. Well, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> and believe me, I felt for him for that because I did something similar. Just walking down my stairs, suddenly one of my calves just gave out. You know, right yeah. around that time. So I, I, I knew exactly what what Allison had got, was going through. You know. Oh God. And yeah, I, I should say the the fullbacks we have: Trent Alexander Arnold. He's twenty years old. And he's won everything already. Well, he hasn't won the FA Cup and the League Cup, but I, I don't think he's too worried about those. But you, you look well, at not yet, that, anyway. Not yet. He will. He's going to be there for a decade from that position. I, I'm just looking forward to the future, just watching him. You know, and Andy Robertson on the other side. What a pairing that is! It, it's a good argument that they are the best fullbacks in the world. Virgil Van Dijk is the best defender in the world. Allison is arguably the best keeper in the world right now. It, you know, it's the future's bright, the future's red. Hopefully. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, again, all I can say is yes, I, I agree. A plus for for Liverpool. There, there's, <laughs> there, you, you can't give them anything but. No. You you cannot give them anything but. Up next. This will be fun. The team that meant that Liverpool dethroned Manchester City. Um, wow. I mean, w- w- I, I, I'm trying to go with, go at this just based on their season's performance, not the fuckery going on with the Court of Arbitration for Sport or any of that. Yeah, quite right. But when you look at the final league table and Man City, who only won the league, won the league by one point last year, got washed for... 18 points difference between themselves and Liverpool. Liverpool's yeah. title win was a little um, inevitable at that point. Yes. So, you know, for a man, for Man City, you cannot look at this season and say this was a success. You you cannot look at it like that. That I mean, that that nine bit... nine losses by Man City. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Arsenal still only scored had, over yeah, Arsenal only had one more loss. 
It was just a bunch of, bunch of draws. Wolves, Wolves have had the same amount of, of, of losses. Man United lost less than City. You know, it, it, yeah, you know, and, you know, my, again, Pep Guardiola completely gotten to, but, that, I mean, that doesn't really affect their, their league performance. All that being said, yeah, Manchester City gets a C from me this year. You know what? I, I you've almost read my grade on that because that's what I had. They you might you know say they they are in second place um, and it's going to be them or Liverpool essentially at the minute. Um, they were seventeen points down on last season, and and the last season you can maybe say they didn't have Kevin De Bruyne for a large part of it. Who is? I don't think there's any questions. He is their best player. Oh yeah. Especially, they, they, and what are they going to do now that Sergio Aguero seems to be on the outs? Uh, Aguero's he, he has been injured. Um, well, I know that, but he seems to be on the way out too, I think. He might be because he doesn't necessarily particularly fit Guardiola's system, um, you know, which demands an absolute lot of discipline and a heck of a lot of hard work. And at his age, can he do that as intense in a, in a few games in a short space of time? Not particularly, and I don't think. And Gabriel Jesus is a good striker, but is he that striker that's gonna, you know, at the moment that's gonna win you games in against top level opposition? I am really not convinced on that. I like him, but I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he's going to be a difference in crucial many crucial games. Um, yeah, as we said, the biggest moves off the field. That grade could possibly change. Obviously, if they pick themselves up and if they win the European Cup, I don't they, they will not give a monkeys about the league because, you know, that that their their club owners are all about the sports washing essentially of uh, of of you know being associated with a winning sports brand and let's not pay attention to the man behind the curtain with the human rights atrocities in the background. Um I I for a league season, you know, and season they they are not retaining their cup. They just have a league come out of it, which, frankly, given they're the one, the one top team who do play their full side all the way through, you'd almost anticipate they would win as a, almost a free trophy every year. I yeah, they they have not solved the problems in crucial games when you know Vincent Kempany last year against Leicester with that goal. When they they haven't got that leader there at the minute, so. Um, you know, in defence, vulnerable at crucial times. Um, how much they spend on fullbacks, you know, and they still haven't necessarily satisfactorily found a particularly good pairing, you know, in the way that Liverpool found theirs for a total of eight million quid. Um, I honestly can't give them more than yeah, that C, because again, it's their resources, their standards. They should still be putting up. Although they should still be closer than 18 points, they should not be 17 points down on the previous season. So, yeah, it's a C for me, and uh, see you next season, Pep. Let's have some fun. All right. Up next, we go to the red side of Manchester for Manchester United. John, Penalty take it away. Penalty Chester United, the Premier League record holders, or uh, the most penalty. Uh, yeah. In fairness, today was an absolute stonewaller. Agent Johnny Evans with with a red card and giving away that penalty. Um, 
again, I, I find United very, very similar to Chelsea on this front. You look at the uh, that, that those front players, it's fearsome. Mar- Marcus Rashford, I think he's unique now in history. He is one United player who nobody in the country particularly dislikes, particularly after, you know, he got Parliament to change um, the food voucher scheme over the summer so that poor kids got fed. Brilliant. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, good signing, but he was fading towards the end. You can see United become reliant on him. Mason Greenwood is promising as anything. Anthony Martial is finally living up to his potential. Um, brilliant to watch. Daniel James burned himself out a bit. Um, but the big signing at the back, Harry Maguire, it, you still have doubts about him. He, he's he's not the ball-playing defender that you perhaps want. Um, Wan-Bissaka, a, a really good defensive fullback, but for the the writer who gave him a nomination for football of the PFA Football of the Year, give your head a wobble, son. He was <laughs> And the interesting thing for me for United over the summer is what they do with their goalkeeper. Because David De Gea in big games this season... Uh, particularly, I think you find that kept semi final. Let's just say he wasn't particularly good. He he has an unusual technique for a keeper in that he goes with his legs first. He doesn't. He seems to have. I don't know if his arms are weak or he hasn't got faith that he'll keep it. But if you shoot, he doesn't seem to be. You know, he seems to have chocolate hands, as they used to say in most teams. He's not reliable. I've always seen him with someone like Shay Given, who is a good keeper, but they stay on their line and they cause a lot of problems. Because they give, they force your defensive line to play deep, and therefore your opposition can press up on you and can and will get more chances. Um, but again, brilliant to watch going forward. Pogba finally appears to be um, comfortable in that midfield three with Fernandez and Matic. Maybe not having to be the main man helps there. Um, I would I would probably give them Ollie a B there, frankly, and they would no doubt be happy to be rid of Mourinho too as the absolute bonus to the season. Yeah, actually, I'm going to give them a, a B plus. Uh, I'm surprised I'm rating in this high a, as you are, but I think given the expectations, I mean, they they did go up uh, three spots from from sixth to uh, to third. Uh, and it yeah. and it was a struggle since uh, since lockdown. You know, I mean, there there was you know there was that trifecta of Leicester, Chelsea, Man U, of who's going to get these spots. Um, yeah, boy, I I think they basically. I'm just going to say I think they did a lot better than I think we thought they would. And yeah, um, considering uh, again, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I thought was definitely going to be a second candidate this season, yeah, and, it, and uh, it didn't happen. No, yeah. no, no, not at all. Um, and I thought after lockdown they were they were pretty good. But the one thing you have a look, it's a it's quite a thin squad on quality because they did virtually no rotation after lockdown. And you saw um, against West Ham at in midweek and in that cup semi final, there were players who looked knackered, who couldn't influence the game as you might have thought they would. Yeah, I mean you're probably right there. I'll I'll, I'll grant that, but. And you know they also again David de Gea yeah I don't know about him anymore he is I mean there there, there were seasons where the only reason why Man U were as high as they were was because of David de Gea uh, this was not one of them yeah um, 
you know, he, he was like Mr. Fantastic, you know, <laughs> you know, he, he was rubber. You know, he, he seemed to have extending legs, which just seemed to kick everything over on the other side of the goal. Yeah, well, but, he definitely you know, wasn't fantastic this season. That's for that's for damn no. sure. And you know, so, you've got Sergio Romero is mean backup, and obviously, um, at some will come to Henderson, the goalkeeper Dean Henderson at uh, Sheffield United, um, who's going back, who's going to go back to them this year. Apparently, wants a guarantee that he will be first choice. So that goalkeeping situation is definitely one to watch. Uh, but yeah, all that being said, B plus, they expe- they exceeded my expectations. That's fair. So, uh, Newcastle United, another club I don't know if we... Oh, wait, 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 this is yours. No, it isn't. No, it's yours. It's, it's yours. Mine. You're right. I, I got screwed up. I'm sorry. Um, oh, uh, Juve, too. So, oh, sorry, Juve, my bad. <laughs> um, up 2-0, Bernadeschi. So, shit. Oh, well, there we go. There, there we go. The Scudetto is, is, is belongs to Juve. It belongs in Turin once again. Uh, Newcastle United. Uh, they stayed in the same spot, thirteenth spot, thirteenth place, and that really is kind of where they are. And that's that's what Steve Bruce will bring you is solid mid table. Um, we we all season long we had the will they won't they uh, sell you know. Will, will they get new owners? Because, of course, you know, Michael Ashley is one of the worst people in football. But, you know, that being said, you, you know, you, you just, they were just there. Newcastle were just there. So I give them a C plus because they didn't really improve, but they didn't really degrade either. So, no, uh... and, and, and there's still always room for improvement here, especially if they do get new owners, whomever those may be, because I think we're on like the fourth go round of potential new buyer from Mike Ashley. Yeah. Um, you know, St. Maximum was a really good player to watch. I have to, have to say. Um, so he, he was a bonus on that. Um, yeah. Steve Bruce, he almost always, has a good first season and then falls away in his second season. So um, I, I think early on he, he was definitely way ahead of Rafa in terms of wins and goals. So um, to maintain you know the standards they've had uh, with Rafa, even though he perhaps had a little more investment, um, yeah, it, it, it's a good job. It's it's maintenance, isn't it, rather than um, you know a holding job, rather than sort of anything spectacularly bad or I can, I, I, I would be giving them, you know, uh, a, a C plus B minus because they, they'd be quite happy with a, a sort of almost a quiet season on the pitch, you know, rather than either being up or down. Newcastle tends to be, or, you know, highest of highs and the lowest of lows, it seems. So yeah, a, a stability was good. They were never in trouble. They were quite happy to plod along for mid-table, and you know that that's almost progress on where they've been the past couple of years. So yeah, B B minus C plus somewhere along there. All right, up next the Canaries of Norwich City, John. <laughs> oh man, have we ever been let down by a player so much as we have been to Timo Pukki since we started picking him up at the start of the year? That was uh, he was our Golden Boot candidate, and he <laughs> he he looked good for so long, but. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that didn't and, last. And even with injuries, they beat Man City. Um, you know, we were rightly raving about that performance. Yes, we were. But the second half of the season, and particularly since lockdown, um, 
I think they scored one goal in whatever, what was it, nine games after lockdown. They flatlined. They absolutely, they were absolutely terrible. Um, you know, <laughs> they have good players there, but obviously not quite the talent. Um, Wendia, um, Todd Cantwell, really good players to watch, really tidy players, but the quality just wasn't there. I don't know. Uh, they they don't seem to be making any noises about Daniel Farker going anywhere. Um, so maybe they've got an un- understanding about the resources, the injuries that they had. But they were relegated way before the season's end, um, way behind everyone else, a distance behind everyone else. I think, was it 10, 13 points behind everyone else? Um yeah, yeah, thirteen. Yeah, there's a thirteen point gap between them and uh, Watford and Bournemouth. Yeah, so really, um, I'd, I'd love to see them do better because they did play some good football at times, but I, I, I can't give them anything else but a D, even with the resources. Uh you know what? It, it, as uh, this team was awful, e- even with making an FA Cup quarterfinal, this team was awful after after a point yes they beat city but what did they do after that eh, not much really um you know what it, it, that, that that is like an almost historic point point you know low it's not the derby county season by any stretch <laughs> but it's it, it is it is laughably bad at twenty one points. So yeah, you're you're kinder than I am. I'm going with an I, I, I'm failing them. Fail? No, they, 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 they get an F. I'm you know what? I'm sorry. They get an F. You'll make my wife entirely delighted being an Ipswich fan, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but how are Ipswich doing? Uh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they they didn't come up from League One, did they? No, no they, they, no, no, they did they... not. <laughs> up next, Sheffield United. Um, this is uh, you know what? The, I I I'm not gonna mince words when I say that they were this year's Wolves. Um, in in very many ways. I mean, Wolves were. Almost this year's Wolves too again for the second year running, but um, but we'll, we'll get to that. Say what? Spoilers. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I, I I honestly think, if I remember correctly, we thought Sheffield United were going to be in a relegation fight the whole time, and, and they were fighting for Europe spots. You know what? I I, I think I was saying they would be twentieth and distant twentieth, and I, I... that did not happen. Absolutely not. Uh, that I, did not happen. They they had victories against Arsenal. They had victories against Manchester United. Um, they, they they were looking so good. I think lockdown hosed them. And to be fair, they got hosed on a couple of those games post lockdown. Uh, the the uh, the Villa one, yeah, yeah. They they, they got hosed, but you know what? It, it's just, it's just a damn shame. That they they did not make that Europe spot when all was said and done. Uh, they do finish in ninth uh, behind Arsenal, which if that doesn't tell you anything, I don't know what will. But um, yeah, uh, honestly, I give Sheffield United an A because they they far exceeded expectations. Oh yeah, and 
I, I'm going to be slightly more generous. I'm, I would say A plus because my expectations were absolutely rock bottom for them. But um, you know, you're, t- you know, if they'd held on sort of sixth or seventh spots, you know, as they might even have done today, you you could make a good case for Chris Wilder as manager of the year because he has, you know, he he has an innovative formation. You know, he's playing the three at the back. Um, Lundstrand you know, was fancy football goal for so many managers this year as well, but they work they work their backsides off. They do play some sort of the good football that you don't necessarily associate with Sheffield United. They work their socks off. Yeah, um, they, they, they played some beautiful attacking football. I've never seen a Sheffield United team do this. No, except uh, except under Chris Wilder because I saw them you know in the championship last season too. Yes, so that that would be the only time I I would agree. Um, but I'd, I'd say that there is a case, you know, apart from Jurgen Klopp putting up 99 points, that Chris Wilder is up there for, is, is, is worth talking about as manager of the year and manager of the year awards. Because uh, I, I, I would agree with that. Magnificent job. And again, all, again, it, it's like Liverpool. You don't necessarily want to pick players out because that is, he's built a team there. Not, you know, not necessarily learn individuals but he has built a perfectly great team there. so i i'm quite happy to say a plus because that they would be delighted with that you know it, it's up there for me given how much the, the standard has, has increased in the premiership since early 2000 it, for me it's up there with with the likes of you know um sunderland and ipswich back in those in the early 2000s brilliant effort yeah, I, the only thing that keeps me from giving them an A plus is the fact that they—I mean—they had to be like absolutely perfect, and Liverpool were the only one who was even close to that. Yes, um, I, I, I'm going particularly on expectations because, as I say, well, that's why I gave him—I mean, I gave him a really high A, but it wasn't—I don't think it was A plus work because they did yeah. end up in ninth, and they didn't make that Europe. So maybe if they made that Europe spot, I might have been convinced for yeah. for an A plus. After yeah. Side coming up for that, me. I, I'm I'm happy enough with that. Up next, another team in red and white stripes, Southampton. Southampton, you have got to give absolute credit to the Southampton board there because, oh, was it a third of the way through the season? You know, they they were hosed nine nil at home by Leicester. They were in the relegation spots. They were looking horrible, and you know they never made a noise about. You know, sacking Ralph Ralph Hasenhüttl, and he is you know since I, I believe since that nine nil, having a look at a table, I think they would have finished seventh on the on the form table since then. So you know wow. they take a, gone from relegation or to you know of the European candidate worth, and you have to give immense credit to Danny Ings. What a season he's had there for them. You know, twenty two goals for a side like Southampton. Uh, was it one one goal off the golden boot? Fantastic. Um, you know, for a player who, who was at Liverpool and didn't quite manage to break through despite being very, very well liked. Um, yeah, I, I've I've got to say I, I would give them a, a B minus because you know they were they were lower mid table, but given where where they were a third of the way through the season, a brilliant job. They, there's a lot to build on there. Yeah. Um... Their league position in this case, uh, their their league position. Well, actually, they they jumped up uh, five spots to eleventh. Didn't see that coming. 
but there there we are um yeah you know what i think maybe you know i was gonna go with c on there but you know what maybe you're right maybe you know if we take it from the time that they had that nine nil thrashing um you know what they, they they were fine uh you know comical errors against arsenal notwithstanding um <laughs> but um yeah you know what i'll go with b that's fair b for southampton no. go right ahead uh Sampdoria yeah. <laughs> down to 10 men, by the way. Morton Thorsby got, uh, or Torsby got sent off. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. They're, yeah. Juve are the champions. Good for them. Um, I'm Tottenham, looking forward to Tottenham fucking Hotspur. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know... Okay, so they're down two spots from fourth to sixth. Uh, they had a manager change, which I still think was a mistake uh, to go from um, to go from Maurizio Pochettino to uh, Jose Mourinho, a, a, a completely bereft and washed Jose Mourinho, as far as that's concerned. Uh, credit to Spurs; they benefited the. They were part of the team that benefited the most. From lockdown because Harry Kane was able to heal himself during that time. Oh yes. And I, let's face it. Okay, they have Son. Um, oh shit. What what's his name? Um, I can't think of his name. Okay. All of a sudden, who was their big transfer? Oh, was it, is it um, Lucas Moura? Um, no, no, there? not him. Uh, the other one. Uh. <laughs> They're not that good, are they? <laughs> Why can't I think of his name all of a sudden? Hold on. I'm going to have to look up the squad. But basically, um, you know, he, uh, I mean, they, they, they did benefit quite a lot from from that. Bergwine. That's who I was thinking. Bergwine. Even Bergwine. Yeah, um, yeah they, they, they were the biggest beneficiaries of the lockdown. It kept them competitive. Um Sadly, I have to concede that yes, they, they we did not get a St. Totteringham's Day, and they did. And North London is not red as of right now, unfortunately. But that, this is, of course, only a temporary situation. <laughs> but that being said, I, I still don't think Jose Mourinho is the guy, and I think this was another team that had title aspirations going into this season, and they just did not meet up with them. Uh, I think if you're going from champions to Europa League, that is a that is a trust me, guys. That's a step down. Um, so yeah, I, I have to you know, despite everything, I I have to give them a a a, a C minus because the expectations that they had for the season they did, just did not match after them, and I think they made the wrong choice in in manager. Yeah, um, for me, I I would say. The start of the season, it showed you that they paid the price for letting that team grow old together. Essentially, they—they have, you know, Harry Kane is 27 now. You know, he's not—he's not young anymore. Like you know, you we, we might almost think about it that way. He's supposed to be in his prime, but he's playing that long. Is he really still going to be in that prime? And yeah, um, the, to me, the that. European Cup final, it should be something to build on. It's something Liverpool built on, but Spurs 
seem drained by it almost. They they still they seem knocked down by it. And they, again, they, they didn't look to improve the squad, which Pochettino was quite vocal about for 18 months before he got you know booted. But it's a young, progressive manager. Um, you can't say that he'd have done worse than Mourinho. Mourinho did fine. He was just there. But you're talking a young, progressive manager who's, you know, <laughs> who was coveted. You know, there's talk of Pochettino going to Madrid. If I remember, right. he went, you know, when uh, they they um, before they got Zidane in again. Um, but yeah, Mourinho is an older manager. You know what you get with him. He's, he's the game has almost evolved past his methods. And yeah, the, the, they were very very fortunate with with lockdown because again, as you say, Harry Kane got it. Um, Son was able to, you know, rest a bit because he'd had a ridiculous number of games in the 18 months beforehand. So, yeah, I, I think it, I think sixth flattered them almost because they weren't they they weren't really ever in sort of contention for the Champions League spots even. So yeah, I, I I'm going to be a little more generous and just go see because sixth place it's fine it's it's not horrible. Um, but it's not particularly great either for them. It's not, as you say, with their expectations. They'd been expected to be in there with Chelsea, with United, with Leicester. They'd, they'd expect to finish above Leicester with their history uh, over recent seasons. But no, I, I, I would, I'd go with a, a C. It, it's, it's a nothing season for them. It, it, it's a regression after possibly, you know, one of the highest points of their whole history. Yeah, I, I can deal with that. Uh, up next, Watford. Watford. Okay. My, my argument with Watford is just going to go in five names. It's going to be Javi Grazia, Kike Sanchez-Flores, Hayden Mullins, number one, Nigel Pearson, Hayden Mullins, second spell. That's five times they changed managers in a season. That does not tell you good things about the club. They were appointing managers. They, they were just hoping. There was almost no thought. There seemed no thought in this process of appointing managers for them. And, you know, they had that incredible high of beating Liverpool 3-0. Who saw that coming? But, yeah, not, not, not me. But absolutely. They, I, I know that um, I, I believe Pearson's sacking was due to internal issues behind the scenes. But can you really say they'd have played, you know, that badly in that first half hour at uh, the Emirates today, they they sunk without a trace. <laughs> Even once Pearson came was was gone, I you know they again a club that lost a cup final at the end of last season. Um, you know obviously they got washed in that cup final by City, but they they just went absolutely and horribly backwards this year, and you. you they, I'm credit to Pearson for actually getting them in cont- a point where they were in contention to stay up, but you you honestly can't give them anything but a, a, a D minus at best. I'm probably going to say a failing grade to be honest. Um, you know what? I, I I agree with all that. What gives what what gives them the failing grade to me is the fact that they have that they advertise Bitcoin on their shirts. So yeah, fuck <laughs> these guys. <laughs> yep, that's fair. 
<laughs> yep. Uh, straight. Yeah. Straight up for Watford. And you know, I, I, I'm glad we don't have to see Troy Deeney again, unless he <laughs> unless he transfers somewhere. <laughs> up next, uh, another disappointing club, uh, West Ham United. Uh, they they survive barely, going down six spots from tenth to sixteenth. Uh, David Moyes. You know. I thought I, I still think he kind of got hosed at Man United, and I never thought he was a bad manager at Everton. But his record at Sunderland, Real Sociedad, and two spells now at West Ham United, he is not a good manager. Not anymore. <laughs> he is he, he is lost. He's another one. Yeah, you, you said that the, the, the game has left Mourinho behind. Boy, did they just I mean they they, they the, the game has left David Moyes in the ditch at this I, point. I, was it that famous game against Fulham at Old Trafford where they put in seventy two crosses? Yeah. <laughs> Method and Yeah. And, and the sad thing is is that there were some there are some sparks of life at West Ham United. It's just that they don't have a manager that right now that's going to get anything out of them. So yeah, West Ham United gets a D minus from me. I mean, yeah, they stayed up, but you know, by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. Uh, well, th- there was a famous mural in Liverpool at a pub, which has subsequently burned down, which uh, celebrated David Moyes' Manager of the Decade Award for the twenty ten or the two thousands, saying that you don't have to win trophies to be a winner, but he is a winner. Uh. No, he really isn't. Um, uh, again, he was just fine at Everton. He was fine. Um, again, he strikes me as one of these Roy Hodgson ma- um, managers. They have their own conception of the game. It's it's limited, and it will likely get you l- mid-table or slightly lower. And were it, was it not for a late burst by uh, Mikel Antonio, who had a really good post-lockdown um, spell... They would have been in contention for you know for that last relegation spot. That would have made that game against Villa a lot more tasty today. Um, yeah, I I really and they are. I cannot forgive them, frankly, for Karen Brady quite flagrantly trying to get the season called off for no good reason by the fact yeah, that they were in Yeah, that trouble. was some that was some absolute bullshit. So you know. Um, Fuck the dildo brothers, basically. <laughs> you know, um, well, you, you wouldn't be. You know what? Uh, you would not be the only person who's saying that. In, in, up to and including uh, many West Ham fans, I'm familiar with. Absolutely. Hey, we we get another comics reference in there, couldn't we? Uh, um, we kind of did <laughs> obliquely, yes. <laughs> yeah, but you, you're looking. You know, who, who's a hopeful player? There? You know, Antonio, uh, Declan Rice. You know, how, how much longer is Mark Noble going on for? For God's sake. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going with you. Hey, I, I, hey, hey but, don't forget, don't forget the power that is Lucas Fabianski. Hey, he's he's had a reasonably good season. He, he's been fine for them, hasn't he? Kind of has actually. Yeah, in, not, in, not in at, his way. Not at with Shezny, but uh, you know. Mm, yeah, he's been decent. Ah, yeah. I can't. But a D D minus, I I will 
just for surviving, I'll up them from a failing group. Yeah. Speaking of whom, uh, Ronaldo just missed a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> but they're still up 2-0. Yeah. And, uh, some... in, in, in the 11, uh, they're, they're down 1-0 with St. Louis, so they may not be undefeated, as we said at the top of the show anymore. <laughs> Lastly, Wolverhampton Wanderers. John, finish us off Wolf... here. A... You you cannot dislike that wolf side. You, you know you can say maybe they've got agents in charge. Screw it. Sorry, Raul Jimenez um, was a key component in the fact I won all my fantasy leagues this year with my with my wonder team. Come on, three Liverpool defenders, Raul Jimenez and Kevin De Bruyne, <laughs> and a rotating cast. Wonderful. Okay, but yeah, um, Adama Traore. Is there a better player to watch in their league? Frankly, I'm not sure there is. Look at. <laughs> You know, he, he's built like a tank, and he goes like a Concord down that wing. He is, fat, and it, you know, how many goals did they get from, you know, put him just pinging crosses in, right on Jimenez's forehead, in, and in the goals. You know, they didn't go forwards this year, they didn't go backwards this year, but they, again, they were a really good side to watch. They gave all the top sides games. You know, maybe they didn't give Chelsea a particularly great game today, but did it matter for them? No, I don't think it did particularly. Uh, uh, it should have because they, they could have made Europe. Yeah, but um, the way the games were panning out, I'm not sure it did work. No, maybe uh, not. But, yeah, um, the, the Tesla Wolves they've got coming up, can they kick on to that, to the Champions League? Can, you know, the, the fourth third and fourth spot was quite low in points compared to what it usually is this year. I think, you know, 60s, uh, mid-60s opposed to early 70s. So maybe they should have been a little bit more ready to take advantage of the slip-ups, but you can't hate one. It's a B, I think, from me because they're a good side, but maybe they could have gone just that little bit further. Yeah, I, I'm gonna agree. They, they 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 get they get a they get a B for me too because I think we we had them as being one of the teams to pip a, four, a top four spot and they just didn't do it. Um, and I think you know, and and for much of the season, Sheffield United looked better than them in in, in very many ways. Even though Wolves did end up finishing ahead of Sheffield United, but uh, I think it did take a little bit of the shine off of them. Um, as you said, they 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 didn't move forward. They didn't move backward. They did have a Europa League campaign. I think they may. Are they still in it? I believe that. Yeah, they are. So they still could possibly win a trophy. They could still possibly win Europa League if they're still in. Yeah. Again, with Man City, that grade could change, but <laughs> purely on leagues. Yeah. Well, and Arsenal for that matter. Don't forget uh, Arsenal. Oh. That 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 grade could change too. But uh... or are we going to see Chelsea as well? Nah. <laughs> We rated Chelsea pretty high as it is, so <laughs> I don't know if we can, but um, reasonably. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll say I'll say a B for uh, for Wolves. Uh, the, last year I gave them an A because they they blew away all expectations. But yeah, this this year they they did a B job, and and that's where they're at. They they didn't go up, they didn't go down, they stayed right in seventh. So can't fault so, them for that. And uh, wow, that is. Ooh, boy, this segment alone is taking more than (laughs) our usual episode lengths. Yeah, I told you, extra time and penalties. (laughs) You you weren't kidding, it turned (laughs) out. (laughs) Go on, then. I'll I'll throw this one at you last. Well, 
player of the season? <laughs> who's what? Who's your player of the season for the Premier League? Oh, gee. Who's my player of the season? <sighs> you know, I think Christian Pulisic. I think I think he he built Chelsea up in such a way to help them move further than I think either of us had uh, expectations for. I like that. I like that. He's and obviously your countryman as well. Well, that that actually had nothing to do with it. But, you know. Oh no, 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 no! I I do like what Pulisic has done, but um, yeah, I, I'm just going with Jordan Henson to represent the squad because. You know, you could you could say Mane, you could say Van Dijk, you could say Trent. In fact, I, in fact, screw it. Sorry, Jordan, you've got your PFA award. I'm going with Trent Alexander-Arnold, and if Trent Alexander-Arnold does not win all the Young Player of the Year awards, going there is no justice in the world. <laughs> you know, what? I, I I'm gonna say if we're talking about younger players, and, and if I'm gonna represent my squad, uh, Bukayo Saka has been a revelation since uh, Mikel Arteta uh, became oh, manager. Absolutely. So, absolutely. So, my God, that has been the Premier League, and we only get a six-week break before it starts all over again. (laughs) But with that, uh, full-time in Turin, Juve 2, Sampdoria 0, Juve win their ninth consecutive Scudetto. It's obscene. Yeah. Juve win Scudetto, world keeps turning. So... Uh, and with that, I think we've talked long enough with that. This has been episode 40 of the busting balls podcast. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at busting balls pod, email us busting balls pod at gmail.com. I didn't even look at the email. I don't think we had any because we, because yeah. we never have any, um, you're listening to this. You can find us now on Spotify, search busting balls podcast. Uh, you listening to this through SoundCloud, either our own feed, soundcloud.com slash busting dash balls or through the PWOM podcast network at soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. John, any final words? We're champions. Have, have a look, if you will, at that famous photo of the planet taken from space by the Apollo 11 crew. Well, and have a look at that. And that, my friends, is everything that Liverpool are champions of. <laughs> enjoy that site. I am going to enjoy that site because these times do not come very often. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Uh, with that, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Good night. <laughs>